I actually treat a lot of spas with the same kind of layering system. Huh. Is the presentation layer, is your HTML layer, and your state management is actually the data layer. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the Development Best Practices Podcast, brought to you by ILM Professional Services. I'm Jason Erdahl, your podcast host, and Chris Vitko returns to the podcast today. He and I talk about the top five things you can do to bring your front-end application to the next level. Warning, this is not an intro-level conversation. Chris goes pretty deep into some important concepts. So buckle up. Chris gives an overview of the top five, then he and I dive deeper into the component pattern, the importance of unit testing, and keeping state management simple. Stick around for the end of the podcast for an important announcement about an event in June that you won't want to miss. Here's Chris. Good morning, Chris Vitko. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I hope you're doing well as, as well. So yeah. I am. I am. I am in the heat of ultra marathon training. Um, so my my um, my old body is perpetually in pain, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's all for the good. Um, so we had a three half marathon weekend um, uh, this past weekend, and uh, I've got a two marathon weekend coming up. I'll probably do uh, Niswa and Eau Claire, and that will be fun. And then many more crazy training runs prior to the uh, the big event in June. So it should be a should be a hoot. So, but enough about my pain. Let's talk about a best practice in something other than development. So, Chris, what do you got for us this morning? All right, um, I'm going to give you a best practice in my experience with. Building a fence for your house. Mm. My best practice for this is don't (laughs) get someone else to build it. My (laughs) my wife and I my wife and I joke that uh, divorce papers should be printed on the backside of Home Depot receipts. Um, (laughs) So, so I built I built my own privacy fence, and after that experience. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a little too much. And you should just now, have someone do it for you. Did you work with a kit? Did where like all the was all the wood pre-supplied with the kit? So it was actually much simpler than that. It was okay. a vinyl fence. So even oh. much simpler than putting together your own wooden fence. Okay. It was a vinyl kit that came with panels and and you know, vinyl sleeves, but just the prep work that had to be done to cut down trees, uh, you know, be able to, you know, on a slope, be able to uh, step your fence to put in, to put in holes, to dig those holes. Oh my gosh. It's just like, get someone with the equipment and the knowledge to do it. Cause they'll do it in a day where it takes, you know, I think it took me like at least a full weekend, if not the full <laughs> week after. <laughs> so, so you know, another thing that often helps is a, a case of beer and some pizza and inviting some friends over. <laughs> so you let me know if that comes up again. I'll bring some supplies. We'll have a good time. Um, yeah. Uh, the reason I was asking about kits is I've built a couple barn shed things, you know, like little 12 by 16 sheds. Um, one time I bought a kit 
and it had all the supplies with it and nothing was straight. Um, the next time I actually just got the plans and bought my own wood and it was much, much better. So it was that little bit of extra prep that goes into it or, you know, hiring someone to do it. That works too. (laughs) Um, so, um, so today's podcast though is not about building. Um, so today's podcast is about bringing your front end to the next level, something you have had lots and lots and lots of experience with. Um, and I wanted to start out with something, um, you know, I'm looking at, we are the development best practices podcast. So, and I wanted to get a sense for the top five best practices for a modern JavaScript framework, React, Angular, Vue, um, something like that. Sure. And I'm going to take this as there are best practices as to how like the beginners get out of there. This is going to be, these are the best practices. If you're already in that space and you want to take it to like the next level, you want to, you want to go from good to, to better kind of thing. Great. Great. Um, And so, so these are more best practices around how you build your, your front end less of here's how you actually do and get set up. Got it. Got um, it. But the, the the top five I would list out are you really need to embrace the component pattern of your modern framework. You got to embrace that. Um, good unit testing. Test the entire component, not just okay. parts pieces of it. Uh, keep uh, management uh, state management of your front end simple. Uh, Make a distinction between what are called smart containers and dumb component, uh, smart uh, versus dumb components, and we can we can discuss that a little bit later too. Cool. Um, and always engage the people building your API early. Okay. Okay. Cool. Excellent. Well, let's um, let's go deep on a couple of those then. Um, you talked about um, embracing the component pattern. What form does embracing the component pattern take in the normal day of a front-end dev? Sure. So, so like many things in a front-end, you're, you know, you're kind of open to interpretation, right? Um, what I would always, always tell people, and there are several red flags, so always keep, and everyone's going to have this in their mind, Keep your components small and simple, okay? okay? And everyone has it in their mind. It never, it rarely works well that way. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, it's super simple. It's, you know, 700 lines. I'm like, that's not a simple component, <laughs> right? right. Um, if it does, if, if, if your component is, you know, both listing data and then taking in a form, that's two components. Right. Keep it as keep it as a single responsibility. It should do one thing. And if it has essentially, I, I actually look at it as if you have, you know, some internal methods for your component and you're getting up to like the 10 to 15 range of internal methods, that's too big. Your right. your component's too big, size it back down, break things apart. You'll be it it, it makes things so much better. Um Basically, I, I, I can, it gets to a point where you can actually look at the component itself at a glance and go, that's way too big. <laughs> Just from the code base, <laughs> right. let's break it apart. 
Right. No, that makes sense. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Things yep. get testing gets much easier. Debugging gets much easier. Everything gets much easier when your components are super simple. The KISS principle. Keep it simple, silly. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I think it sounds great. Unit testing and application is great. Um, but you and I know this takes many, many different forms. Um, so can you uh, zero in a bit? What are your guidelines for unit testing? Yeah, so I always profess that the component itself is the unit to be tested. So so a lot of I've seen a lot of front-end devs test actual like functions within the within the component. You know, this function does some logic to output something, and they test that logic to make sure it outputs the correct thing. I would almost say that's great, but you're you're too granular at that point. Okay. Um, because what happens is you focus on the logic of a of like your code, like your JavaScript, TypeScript, whatever. You focus on that logic of that function, and and sometimes you forget about the HTML that's handled either in the same file or a different file. So I profess to everything out there that essentially you should test your component as it is the unit test the inputs to that component test the outputs test the html <laughs> right okay so that that is the unit don't take it as smaller than that kind of thing got it got it um so we covered two of the five best practices we talked about embracing the component pattern and good unit testing you mentioned a third one um what is it to keep state management simple. Sure. So, so when you're dealing with a modern framework or a, a large application, I'm, I'm less talking about kind of like the the code generators or or the jam stacks that kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm talking more like a large uh, spa application. You're almost always going to need data to be move. You know needs need data to move between components of some fashion. You're going to always going to get from data from the API and it's going to be disseminated to you know one or more components. And so state management is almost exclusively used for that kind of thing, moving data between components. What happens is a lot of times people use state management in every component that needs it. And what ha- and 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 that that initially kind of brings up testing issues. Uh, your your debugging becomes harder because now you have to involve state management when when you're actually taking into account different states, that kind of thing, or different data points. What I usually say is state management should be a simple operation. You know, it should be um, uh, you know the the Redux pattern is very simple. Is you call you call a, a, a an event or an action, and it changes something in the state, and then you can get that state there. It's a very input output kind of situation. Um, it should be very simple. It should actually be also um, contained by a data domain. Uh, I've seen a lot of patterns, and I don't know a lot of them work. I usually stick with the data you get from the API is usually like a single state object. Right, right. And then there's other state objects, but that's usually your core that you kind of relate it. It's more data-driven than it is feature-driven. 
Right. Um, some, some people go feature driven, but it kind of pollutes state management a little bit more. Um, and I also I also adhere to use use your state management in a minimal amount of components. Don't spread it everywhere. Right. Try and limit. I almost actually think about state management as a as a as a layered system in the front end. So you know you have like different layers in the back end. You have the presentation layer, the data layer, the business layer. You know you have those kind of layers. I actually treat a lot of spas with the same kind of layering system. Huh. Is the presentation layer is your HTML layer. Um, uh, the, the components are kind of your presentation layer, your HTML components kind of stuff. And your state management is actually the data layer. It's the one that communicates with your APIs. It's the one that does logic, you know, huh. business logic that needs to be done on the front end. So that's wow. the way I kind of look at it. Wow, that's really cool. Like a good biscuit. Layers within layers. I like it. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's all the time we have today. That's a lot of content to consume in a short time. And as always, we're trying to keep these podcasts short in that quarter hour range. Be sure to listen in a few weeks to part two of our front end series with Chris, where we talk about the final two tips, along with a couple of bonus tips. The Development Best Practices podcast is brought to you by ILM Professional Services. Are you intrigued by what you heard today and want to bring your front end application to the next level? ILM can help. Please visit ilmservice.com today to request some assistance. Now for that announcement I teased at the beginning. When I'm not busy creating podcasts, I and many others at ILM work to organize the Minnesota Developers Conference. MDC is on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Earl Brown Center. And this year, we're pleased to welcome Javier Lozano as our keynote speaker. Yay! Many of you know Javier as a Microsoft MVP, his great work with the .NET Foundation, and as the organizer of the popular .NET Comp virtual conference. But did you know about his passion for application security? Javier will kick off our conference talking about practical steps that you can take to make your applications more secure. You can buy tickets today at mndevconf.com, and there's a link in the show notes. Lastly, if you like what you heard today, please tell a friend about us. If you have any questions or need anything else, please email us at podcast at Take care.